will say that I have shed innocent blood. What's blood for, if not for shedding? She just goes a little mad sometimes. You want to know what happens to an eyeball when it gets punctured? Look at me, Damien. It's all for you. If you hang up on me, you'll die just like your mother. Do you want to die, Sydney? Hi. And welcome to the Snakebite Horrorcast. I am your host, Mike Goddard. We are finally back after our short little break and a quiz-tacular. And as always, I'm joined by our runner-up, but almost winner, Nile Whitlock. Yay! Next time. And somebody who did actually did very well in a quiz-tacular, it's Marcus Wallace. Hello. The winner, you mean. That hmm? high. <laughs> yeah, you didn't win. You got most specialist runner-up prize. I was in the top board. three, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I should do that. So it's our first one. You were very good. Sorry, so this is, carry on. That's right. <laughs> it's our first Off-field podcast about a guest for a long time. This feels quiet. Yeah. I quite like it. It's like going back to a comfy room. Yeah. That's yeah. probably why we're so fucking tired. Probably. We don't actually have to make an effort. Yeah, don't go. <laughs> it's like when you meet your friend's friends and you have to be polite and you know, you're kind of nice to a degree... And then you go to meet just your close friends afterwards, and you're all there like, oh, thank fuck for that, you know? Like, oh, we can speak without feeling like, you know, I don't know, that we're going to come across wrong. <laughs> Shit like that. Yeah, I can't wait to be sick halfway through this. Exactly. <laughs> or talk about Thomas but... the Tank Engine. It's <laughs> yeah. going to be great. Couldn't do that before. And I can oh, yawn as yeah, much Yeah, you haven't talked about Thomas for like three weeks. What? The Wank Engine? Yeah. <laughs> true fucking true. <laughs> 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 fat controller life to handle him anyway right so this week quick get a guest on make that stop <laughs> so this week we are doing a new film and okay not particularly an old film but it was out a few years back um so we are doing the host and we are doing grand piano which technically isn't really a horror film technically it's a thriller it's more of a thriller yeah i'd probably say that so this week we are going to start with Grand Piano. Uh, both for Niall's choices this week. So back to back to our choices and not guest choices. So this one, in brief, uh, Grand Piano is about a pianist who suffers. Yeah, with... penis. <laughs> He's a good. I assume he has a pianist. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he suffers suffers from uh, stage fright after a really bad um, performance he did several years back. The film basically is really just him at a piano. Um, he's being watched by a sniper rifle by a guy who wants him to do the perfect rendition of the unplayable song, which we find out basically is because inside the piano is the previous owner's prize, not prize, key, key, key that opens up a world of treasures that he, he wants. Um, but yeah, it's just really a nice movie with classical music with somebody trying to kill people. Um, <laughs> It sounds fucking stupid when you read it. It does. It, it sounds back. awful when you, when, you, when you read out the synopsis. <laughs> it's a masterpiece, thank you very much. Oh. He must play to unlock the piano. He must play <laughs> to unlock his penis. Pianist, pianist. Some would say pianist. heart. <laughs> it was a very hard piece to do. Anyway, uh, no, I'll start with you because it's your week to choose. <laughs> Uh, what are your thoughts on this movie? It was weird. It was a mix of like phone booth and it was like phone booth, with, but with hobbits in it. Mm. Um, <laughs> Music from the Shire, Volume One. It's just a very erratic film. Mm. I, I don't really get what was happening most of the time. And then when it turned out that he was playing the piano to unlock a safe, <laughs> I did let out a little bit of a laugh. <laughs> um, I thought it was going to be better just judging from the amount of money that they spent on the cast mm. it's a good cast Very yeah, it's got John cast. Cusack in it I know and Elijah Wood and the girl from Scrubs and the fit girl from um, uh, what's that uh, posh uh, female old school Centurions okay yeah <laughs> oh that was <laughs> that was hard Jesus Christ yeah but no um, the, yeah, I, yeah I just thought it'd be a bit better to be honest the story didn't even really make any sense it was like they were writing it as they were doing it. Mm. Like it, one minute he was running down a corridor, then he was back at the piano, and then he was down the corridor again. Go and see the weird-looking Jano for yeah. no apparent reason. Good old Jano. 
Oh, yeah, he had a re- yeah, no, he had a reason. The reason was was because the janitor took his um, original music sheets for that song. Yeah, but he didn't even know he took them. He just he saw assumed. that the janitor saw him throw it on the floor. But like, that was just stupid. That bit. Yeah. I'm I'm not sure. Like, if you paid to go see a concert, I don't think the orchestra would be okay with the main piano guy just wandering off to you know. I'll just go to the pub, you guys. I'll be back in like ten minutes. To do a bit of my old piano in. Play my pianist. How about you, Marcus? Well, I think we can all safely say that the reason he had stage fright was from the depression of holding the one ring for so long. It sort of probably took a toll on him. And uh, on top of that, all of the, that fiddling around of the ring for all those years uh, has given him really soft, crafty fingers. Mm. And that's why he's able crafty to play so... fingers. <laughs> so he's able to play so elegantly and spread his fingers so wide to play that piece, or as you like to call it, penis playing. This sounds like a really bad porn movie that I would probably direct. There's not <laughs> many pianos in porn, I don't think. Or maybe I've just been watching the wrong ones. Do you know what? Maybe that's what they need. That's More maybe pianos. that's why. I like. Yeah, my... they need just classical music in the background. Like imagine Pirates of the Caribbean style really adventurous or- orchestra music playing while some guy like I don't know Johnny Sins for example is there just pretending <laughs> to be a doctor I like my porn classy but... <laughs> <laughs> alright <laughs> carry, <laughs> carry on Marcus carry on Marcus this film was amazing I'm not going to lie I thought out of the two of them this one was going to be the the most boring uh, and it very much wasn't that way. Anyway, <laughs> we'll get into that later. Uh, yeah, the the whole idea seems like it wouldn't take uh, the length of an entire film. Mm. Basically, he's got to play a song, and a guy's going to make him play it. Otherwise, he's going to kill him. And I just think, how the hell are they going to stretch this out without making it seem boring? And they somehow put enough content in there, and he plays the piano so much mm. that it just all fits really well. For me, the film just shot by. Uh, and the the music itself was absolutely brilliant. Like, I love uh, orchestra music anyway, uh, so for me this was already like on a winning streak. <laughs> no, I don't think he really plays the piano. Yeah, I don't think they were his hands, or if they were, damn. Not old fingers, old, uh, old Elijah Wood. <laughs> his crafty fingers. I wonder if the same guy who did the Hobbit feet did his piano hands. <laughs> you never know. He's like, right, let's give you another inch on those fingers. Right, there you go. <laughs> I've got small airy Slap feet, but long fingers. Hello, ladies. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Is that your Put impression of having long off. fingers? <laughs> I'm now a pervert because I've got huge fingers. Right, Mark sat there producing this film and he's like, right, give him crafty hands and really long fingers. Nah, mate, nah, mate, like, you've got, got, got the right kind of look, but not long enough fingers. I'm sorry, I can't, can't, can't ask you. To know from me. <laughs> do you know what? I actually uh, was going to ask you lot. Do you reckon we could convince uh, Elijah Wood to ever come on here? <laughs> not now. <laughs> yeah, be like, oh, we really loved your crafty long fingers. I'm not insulting Elijah Wood's long fingers. I bet he's very sensual with those fingers, but you know, <laughs> hobbits are wonderful lovers, from what I what I imagine. But you know. I bet they're not. No, I reckon they're really selfish ones. They're like, do you know what? I'm done. They've probably got indigestion all the time. All they do is fucking <laughs> eat and go to the pub. Oh, now I'm just picturing it's just <laughs> Hobbit sex like the scene out of Austin Powers 2 with Fat Bastard. Oh, I'm here from the 11s. I was, I was thinking more of the sex scene from the Inbetweeners. Oh. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Remember the one with Will doing the fish movements? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the one. <laughs> Uh, see, see, we're nowhere near as professional without guests. Marcus, one thing you did when we were talking on WhatsApp, one thing you said, which uh, I'm going to tell the audience is, you thought this was the same kind of uh, plot as Perfection. How? Explain this. Right. Because when I read the description, it basically was, the whole idea was, basically, when I read the description, the whole idea of this uh, was basically, played the piece perfectly. And there's always some psycho who wants you to do it this way. I mean, in the last one, Perfection, uh, of course, there was a lot of molestering and there was all sorts going on in there that was really fucked up. And, you know, they turned into... uh, The the two girls turned into lovers and lost a hand and all sorts of stuff. But they had to play the piece perfectly. And it's the exact same here. He had to play it perfectly. He didn't lose a hand and he didn't get with the guy. But, 
you know, he had to play perfectly. And I was like, that reminded me of the perfection. But that was only when I read the descriptions. When I watched it, I did not think that. I do have to say, though, in the perfection, they didn't have long, crafty fingers. No, it had looked much Good. worse in that, thing, in that film. I think, yeah, I think that film was probably creepy enough without having crafty fingers all over the place. <laughs> what even is a crafty finger? You're the one who said it. <laughs> It just sounded like a good describing term. <laughs> anyway, I quite like this film. <laughs> this is my third time watching it. Um, oh wow! Yeah, three I, times. I've watched this three times now. Yeah, well, me and the sure wife both really enjoy it. No, I, I think Elijah was very good in this. It's uh, you don't think he's too hobbity in this one, so you know, not typecast as a hobbit as usual. But no, I think he's uh yeah, it's acting very good. Because... Films have got hobbits in them. <laughs> this, this film is a hobbit film. Um, in fact, there's only been six. He's only been in three of them. <laughs> I don't think he'd been in four. He was. He was kind of in one of the Hobbit movies. Oh, was he? At the I start. don't know. I've not seen him. At the start. I tried. They, they're crap. What are the Hobbit movies? No. I feel offended. Oh. I love Lord of the Rings, and I think that's why I don't like the Hobbit films. And I love the Hobbit book. Yeah. Oh, that's fair enough. Then. Yeah. Mm. But like, like, like you said, no, the cast is good in this you can't beat the cast um it's an over-the-top story which you can kind of i don't know if you thought too much into it would be very plot holy and a bit shit (laughs) it's a fucking silly film yeah but it was fun it's fun and out of a lot of the films we've done over the last few months through few months it's nice to have a fun film to watch in this podcast Mm, that is true you know we've watched a lot of uh yeah Depressing shit. Or clown stuff. Or shit. Um, but no, it doesn't have to make sense. It's it's like Phone Booth. Phone Booth made no sense, but I really enjoyed Phone Booth. John Cusack actually sounds a lot like Heath Sutherland. I never realised before. He does a little bit, yeah. I didn't realise it was him um, the first no. time watching it until he kind of right at the end. But yeah. A bit of a waste of, waste of uh, a paycheck, really. He's, just to he's only in it for like two seconds. Yeah. For real. And you got um, his voice is in it the whole time. One of Bill, one of Bill and Ted is uh, his assistant. Yeah, yeah. They're doing another Bill and Ted. In fact, they I think are. it's out now, isn't it? I think it is. Yeah, it's based yeah. the music. I think. But they're trying to put their. But that's uh, cringe. They're putting their daughters as the main characters, aren't they? That's what they're trying to do. What for the next one? Mm. Yeah, Guys, Keanu I do have... Reeves has got a daughter. Huh? Wait, no, Reeves has a daughter. Who? Oh, not their real daughters. No, no. Yeah. Other in the movie, daughters. We're going off topic. Uh, <laughs> well, I do have a quick question Even. for both of you, actually, about this film. Mm. When you sit there and you listen to the main character, mm. when you shut your eyes, deep down, do you hear A, Tom, B, Frodo, or C, Spyro? Spyro, because, yeah, it just cringes me out that he did that. <laughs> he played Spyro. Yeah, only in one of them. It was, the, like, the later on ones. Mm, did not do that. No, Elijah Wood's done the voice of Spyro for ages. Well, I need the shitty ones, not the original oh. ones. I I just He's I just hear him as Tom. It doesn't sound annoying and and Frodo-y to me in this one. Go home, Sam. You ate my fucking bread. <laughs> Don't shoot me, Sam. I'm gonna play the piece now. <laughs> I'm playing the piece, Sam. Fuck off. <laughs> Fuck you. That's what he said. That was the script. They had to get him off stage. They're like, look, you can't do this. It's not right. Stop it. Take your crafty fingers, get your suit on, and oh. play the piano on that side. But my fingers aren't crafty enough. I don't care! Anyway. <laughs> Marcus. Now, what, what was your... Anything you did like and didn't like particularly? Like, what kind of stood out as good and what stood out as really bad? Do you know what bit I didn't like? What? I didn't like the stupid... Oh, I think I broke my leg. Yeah. That was yeah. stupid. I was like, you dickheads. Why are you not dickheads? And... <laughs> I also didn't like the fact that at the beginning of the film, I thought he was like cursed or something, because everybody acted like they hated him. And what it was, because he did the wrong note on a bit of music. Yeah. yeah. I don't think people actually behave that way. You'd be surprised. People, well, no, like, they would actually be nice to your stuff. face and then slag you off. We do, it, we, we do it to Marcus all the time. Yeah, wait, what? <laughs> I don't, Marcus. I love you, Rick. You dirty little whores. It's all right. <laughs> yeah, so, carry <laughs> this, f- this film. Oh, sorry, wait, which one's going first? I don't know. All right. oh, oh, fine, I'll take the microphone, thank you. <laughs> now, this film... Put that down, it's not for you. Right. <laughs> there was two characters, which I deeply hated. The 
friend of Emma, the uh, the blonde lady and her partner, the guy who's always on his phone, uh-huh. because they were so so stupid. Like I completely got the whole. Uh, they were annoyed that they didn't get those uh, top row seats, which, can I just say, that Emma girl, such a bitch about it. She could have just literally been honest and be like, look, I'm going to be honest with you. I tried to get you the seats and I couldn't get them for me. Rather than that, oh, they just really need me to sit here. It's like, oh, fuck off. Anyway, but no, he walks around and he goes up to the security guys like, I've received a text from the man on stage. <laughs> so, yeah. what, what do you expect? And then the other woman, where she sees the taser on the floor and then looks up and he's just like, yoit. And your next broke. Yeah. Awful characters. Well, I'm more annoyed that they died so easily. But yeah. They were quite That's out of place. Bit. Yeah, they didn't really make any sense. Mm. Well, this whole bit didn't make any sense. Why was why was why did she organise a concert for her husband completely out of the blue, even though he didn't really want to do it? I think he did, but he just didn't really like. He was just shy to get back into it because of the breakdown. Well, they made it sound like I don't know. They just they made it sound like that was the easiest time to do the heist, even though all the moving parts didn't really make any sense and they all seem to have happened out of the blue mm. like surely it was just easier to break into the fucking mansion and break the piano into pieces especially if you were the one who made the safe I just, I just don't get it true three years of planning or just an axe yeah those those fucking removal people got in there quite well didn't they surely yeah. it had been easy just to blow up the removal van and find the key I don't, I don't know this was a Gimli job get the axe whack it open yeah, sorted. Gimli could have done it. And like I, yeah, like I said can. earlier, if you don't read into the plot holes, is it good Because <laughs> there is a lot of plot holes in this. <laughs> Was there any bits that you hated, Mark? The plot holes. I think um, once he starts to kind of fight back with Bill or Ted, I don't know which one it was, um, he becomes more like superhero. And I'm like, ah, you're quite weedy. You're not going to start jumping off of fucking, you know, light fittings and stuff like that it's a bit over the top didn't like the ending part but generally I don't mind the film generally it's you know the the two friends annoyed me I think they're very out of place um, yeah but they're the two bits I kind of hate the most out of bit for me but. Mm. no uh, yeah most of it <laughs> now now I, I think, think about it when I watched it at the time I didn't I wasn't too offended by it but now thinking back I just thought wow there's a lot wrong with that do any of you actually like the music though because oh, I, I know music. classical music's not for everyone no the music's one, one of the best bits of the movie yeah apart from for now <laughs> <laughs> anyway so if we discount his opinion then everyone loves the music <laughs> yeah. yeah I liked it I thought it was good I thought it was good but, um that was the best bit of the movie. <laughs> the music. <laughs> the music. Do you know what? This is... I feel like if they'd gotten Frodo on the electric guitar and he was like, right, do a rock concert, I just don't think it would have had the same vibe. Do a mic. I think hobbits use banjos. I think, I think they're more like hillbillies. <laughs> I was about to say Irish, but okay. Yeah, Irish, hillbillies, same thing. Right, shall we uh, ask the question? Oh, you're worse yes, online. Right. right, now... Keep it up in it. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm going to bin it. Fuck it. Why not? Fair enough. Right. <laughs> I'll treat myself. I'll have a bin. Why not? You haven't had a bin in a long time. Yeah, I know. No, we have. No, we have. We have. <laughs> We've had a couple. Uh, Marcus, keep it up in it. I, I'm going to keep it. You can't just disown Frodo Spyro Swaggins like this. It just doesn't work. So, I'm glad I binned it now after you said that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is a good film. I, I love the music. I, I think the plot is a little bit... It's almost like I don't feel like it's explained fully for dummies. You can't like in, it just for the music because you can listen to the music without the people talking over it in the film. Oh, I do. Don't, trust me, I listen to Beethoven sometimes. It's great. But no, um, yeah, no, the, <laughs> I feel like the plot almost just needed a little bit of more of a this is what's going on for people like me who look at it and I think I don't get it and then someone else will have to explain it and I'm like, oh, I feel like an idiot now. Yeah, it was a good film. I liked it. And I could see myself watching it again. I'll keep it. I quite enjoyed it. I Yes, it makes no sense. Yes, there's <laughs> massive plot holes, but it's fun and we haven't done a fun film in a long time and I quite enjoy stupid shit like this. So I'm going to keep this one. Nice. Two keeps in the bin. Yeah. Sorry, two keeps and a wrong decision. 
Nah. What's with the sass, boy? Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I haven't done this in a few weeks because uh, we've had guests on and we've done it spectacular. But as we have been doing weeks previously, now what have you been watching? I've been watching some films. Films? Yeah. <laughs> do you know how... <laughs> no, do you know what I'm not going to say? You just sounded weird saying that. <laughs> I've been watching some films, Mark. <laughs> I Which hope you enjoy your films. <laughs> I do. <laughs> anyway, what have I watched? Um, I've been watching some, uh, like, sort of dramatizations on Netflix so I watched the Alan Turing one mm-hmm. that's very good and then I watched the um, Stephen Hawking one that's a good film that is a good all three were good films the other one was um, the Steve Jobs film mm-hmm. which, Steve Jobs one. that's really good I I never I I have this sort of special hatred for Seth Rogen he is an irritating bastard He's a bellend, and he just plays himself in mm. every one of the films <laughs> that he's in. But he's actually really good in this film. He plays uh, Steve Woz- uh Is it Steve Wozniak? Yeah. Anyway, he plays him, and he's really good. And it's the only thing it, that I've seen him in that I actually quite like him in. So, mm. yeah. Good for him. He's not always an annoying bellend. <laughs> um, I've been playing some Switch games. Yeah. Which one? Yeah, I found this nice little one called, for anybody who likes sort of Animal Crossing, but Animal Crossing is a bit boring. Mm. It's called um, Spirit Okay. And uh, you basically... It's a little side-scrolly thing where you look after a ship and you're sort of ferrying souls to the next life. Okay. It's a very odd concept game, but it's really good. Sounds like the devil's getting you to do his dirty work. Yeah, that, that is basically what I'm expecting. You're like one of those computers that mine bitcoins. But you don't know it. Yeah, he's sort of watching while I do his job for him, yeah. And you have fun out of it. See, it's a win-win. Yeah, it's pretty good. At the beginning, he does make out like he's just going on a holiday for a bit. (laughs) 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 All right, see you later, mate. Get some souls in for me. I'm off to the Bahamas. That is pretty much it. Hi, guys. It's Mark here from the Snakebite Horrorcast, snakebitehorror.com, and Bloody Good Reads. Really hope you enjoyed the episode today. I'd like to bring your attention to a brand new supporter of the podcast. Uh, they are Abominable Books. Uh, it's UK's best horror and thriller fiction book subscription service. They bring the world of horror and thrillers to your door every month for two brilliant prices. It's all the magic of haunted bookshops coming straight to your door each month. Basically gives you a brand new horror or thriller title, a luxury snack made here in the UK, a mystery second-hand book possibly haunted book and you also get one of our featured magazines like black static ghastly and hellbore bookmarks drinks some surprises or two it's such a great subscription box and they are an amazing set guys so head over to abominablebookclub.cratejoy.com there's even two different tiers of subscriptions you can go for in here so head on over to either get a full guts or a bare bones edition of the box let us know what you think of the box and give those guys support get back to the show how about you marcus what you been watching i have been watching many many things and uh yeah actually no not been watching much. fair enough <laughs> no. although i did find out uh which i don't know if i've mentioned on the podcast before or not but did you two know that otters will tend to hold hands uh while they sleep so they don't float away from each other i did not that was a random fact i do like it was yeah there you go (laughs) and uh would you like to know another nice random well not nice but you'll know another random fact oh i have another fact while we're actually on it oh go on they have little pockets that they so they've got little foldy bits in their stomach when they're on their back. Skin. And they keep little stones in there that they use as tools. <laughs> so they've technically got pockets. <laughs> imagine, imagine whacking a rock in your pocket thinking, right, I'm using that later. Yeah, he's, they like smash shells and stuff open with them. Well, that's fair enough. Is that not cute? They've got little pockets and they hold hands at night. Could you imagine, like, you're laying down asleep and an otter just climbs onto your head and pulls out this rock from its skin flaps and you're like, what's it going to do? Yeah, it does happen a lot. A lot of murders done that way. (laughs) No one ever expects the otter. Welcome to Ottercast. Yeah, new podcast. 
we're utterly ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's the really only did. joke, and we used it in the first five <laughs> seconds. <laughs> right, I'm out of material. Let's move on. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, we have another film. Yes, I also, I also watched some films. <laughs> You oh you did yeah, yes yeah you know <laughs> what you by the way sorry to interrupt guys but I just wanted to make sure I didn't make up the otter pockets thing and if you type in do otter it comes up with do otters have pockets <laughs> so it must be right what? yes see otters have pockets there we go mic drop there you go <laughs> wasn't a dream mate what so, are we doing so yeah so I watched <laughs> <laughs> to be honest I haven't watched much actually because it's been a Recording and editing, we've been doing more book book stuff. But what I've been doing something on a website now, which um, I'm taking random films of a prime and just randomly watching random movies. So I watched uh, Countdown, which is not a horror film, which is uh, Carol Wardman killing people. It is a nice little movie about an a app that tells you when you're gonna die. Oh, nice! It's, it's like The Ring and Final Destination meets. Like Flappy Bird or something. Yeah, I like know. Uh, really good, actually. It's called Countdown. It's called Countdown. Isn't that what they uh, do with um, like vowels and consonants and a clock? Yeah. So Nick from Apprentice, right? He comes along and he wants to kill people because they keep getting the answers wrong. So you okay. wanted to pick the guy from Countdown, but then you called him Nick from The Apprentice. That is, guy. That is Nick from The Apprentice. Yeah, I know, but he's also on Countdown. You should have said Nick from Countdown. Yeah, but I like The Apprentice. Hmm. Oh, while we're talking about stuff, I just want to do a non-sponsored shout-out. Mm. Um, how good is Shudder at the moment? they got tons of good shit oh, on yeah. there all of a sudden. I know. What the fuck's happened there? They've got a lot of rights to a lot of things. It's it's, uh, it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm loving Shudder at the moment. Shudder's got a lot of good content content and a lot of good original content as well so i'm actually uh, going to be watching some stuff on there this week that isn't podcast related what i know bloody hell ironically i watched this next movie not thinking thinking we weren't going to do it on shutter so you never know we might actually end up doing it later on <laughs> hmm. on a segue to that guys our second film is host it's a pretty simple um synopsis on this one a group of friends uh, on Zoom want to do a seance. It all goes shits up because one guy decides to be a complete twat and then everybody dies. Um, it's found footage. It's also all filmed over Zoom during lockdown. Um, I love it. I've, this is my second time watching it. Um, so I'm going to start with Marcus this time. Marcus, what are your thoughts on this one? And if you want to describe it and go through the plot, by all means. Right, basically, this is the plot. Oh, no. Start up a Zoom call. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, no, I shouldn't, have, I shouldn't have asked him, I'm sorry. Literally did what the woman did and invited the evil spirits in. <laughs> <laughs> right, so basically, imagine a group of typical British people. And American. And an American. Are they, Two Americans. Uh, thought, yeah, that's what I said, American. <laughs> Uh, so imagine a right, group right. of typical American right. people <laughs> having a, just a standard conversation at, uh, at night time. They're like, you know, oh, we're going to go out and do something. It's fucking boring to begin with. Oh my God, was it fucking boring. I felt like I was just spying like an FBI agent onto someone's call. It's horrible. I thought you liked anyway, that. Nah, I don't, no, it's, it's character it, building. What are you talking about? Well, I thought these characters were boring. And... Uh, <laughs> As time went on, it started to get a bit interesting because um, one of them turned out to be uh, a, li- a no. One of them had an argument with her partner, and then he went off. And then one of the guys' uh, partners was a bit like, <laughs> "You're coming off this call, bud," and then hung up for him. So the rest of them were there with uh, this. Um, uh, is it called a median where they speak to the dead? Is that what this? It's a Zoom lady call. Was? It's a seance. Say on that one, yeah. No, medium. On. You are right. Oh, thank you. See, yeah, medium. What I said. <laughs> Basically, they want to talk to the dead, but rather than sit in a circle in person, because they're in lockdown at the moment. Haha, <laughs> can't do that. They all done it over Zoom. Had the candles lit and all that stuff. They try and contact the dead. Uh, the girl that arranges this uh, basically says, "Look, take it seriously. Don't want to fuck anything up." Everyone's like, "Yep, yeah, fine, we'll do that." 
they don't take it seriously. One of the girls makes up uh, a situation, like, oh, yeah, it's this Jack person's talking to me, makes up a story, and then the seance or medium uh, internet goes, so they don't have a uh, for a while. Some creepy shit happens. Uh, they ring the girl, uh, sorry, the lady up, and she's like, oh, so is this this Jack person you're speaking to? They admit that she lied, and she's like, you're done fucked up, kid. Uh, basically, she invited an evil spirit into the home and uh, made a fake identity. So, uh, yeah, then they start getting haunted and killed off one by one, uh, until right at the end, when um, two of them survived, but then... The, the the big jumpy thing comes out and goes oh look at Badu yeah, just in a more frightening way and talks uh, sims boom, at it, them yeah oh and <laughs> it talks sims at them in a very uh, okay imagine me being really hyper at something and then you turn the pitch up slightly like that and uh, then the the meeting ends because it's only an hour long for free they didn't even pay for the uh, extended edition so which I'm kind of glad for but there you go it, you know this film started off awful fucking awful but it got a lot better throughout and halfway through the film i was hooked it was actually really good after that i'm going to yeah. so disagree with your comments about the first half of the movie i really enjoyed the first half of this movie <laughs> the yeah. character building how can you not no it's like found footage in general you have to build the characters up in this kind of film um you get to know that Gemma's a dickhead for fucking about and you know bringing on this jack persona from this demon um, you get to learn their traits, you know that you know the Emma character is going to be the, the lively happy younger one, you've got Hayley who takes things too fucking seriously you've got Gemma who's a dickhead, you've got the other one who's just not sure and the other one whose life has gone shit Teddy doesn't count because he's very rarely in it but um, I love this film this is probably my favourite film I've done for the podcast all year and my favourite film I've watched all year this is my favourite mm. one what about you now yeah it was really good it was really nice that they could actually make a film while in lockdown and it actually not be complete shit which mm. I thought it was going to be when I put it on I was like well this should be funny <laughs> but yeah I liked I loved every minute of it it was really good like um, I'm very aware that I'm sitting in a dark room on a computer now um, where <laughs> otherwise I, I probably I probably wouldn't have noticed, but now I'm sort of glancing around. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, they did really good. I've uh, been sort of looking at the cast Twitter and stuff, mm. and um, basically how it works. And they had to do their own makeup, and yeah, it was just it's it's quite a unique film, I think. Mm. Um, did slightly annoy me that. I mean, I understand why, because they had to push the story. But, I mean, if it was me, I would probably not go out, open the loft hatch, and go up it. That was a rookie um, mistake, yeah. That was a rookie error, especially as she was, like, the most scared one. I, I didn't and left like, it open. I don't see her doing that. No. And especially as her dad was in the house, I'd be like, Dad! <laughs> well, her dad wasn't in the house, was he? He went out. Oh, did he go out? Yeah, he said, is he going to be there tonight? No, no, he's not going to be here. Oh, fuck that. Mm. I definitely wouldn't have gone in the loft, but the legs bit in the loft was probably the best bit of the film. I think the loft bit, I think they're trying to go a bit like Wreck. Have you seen Wreck? No. No. There's a, a, a really creepy fucking scene in the last bit of Wreck that involves a loft. Mm. But I, I, what I believe they're trying to do is a little bit like that. Um, I got huge Wreck vibes from that one. Sorry, limited trouble. Uh, yeah, I just really like the little subtle scary bits. If anything, like actually having the face at the end sort of... Well, having it before the end ruined it. Because mm. you, you saw it a few times. But really, they should have just had that one jump scare at the end when the counter was counting to zero. Yeah. Because you knew something was coming. Not for the, for the whole film, you just spit something to pop out, didn't you? Yeah, but I think if they'd just left that to do it once at the end was fair, it would have been a lot better. Mm. Um, but yeah I like the whole setup. I even like it during the day where the woman's walking around her flat and then her ironing board falls out mm -hmm. the cupboard because <laughs> like, you've got that bit when, when she's moving the camera around there's lots of bumping it kind of makes you kind of look at the screen 
and you're hearing the noise of the bomb, which you'll see a Gemma outside throwing rocks up. But yeah, it makes you look at look around the room and kind of set makes you think something's going to happen in here or yeah. something's going to happen next. It never does. But I think the characters in general were all really good. Mm. They're annoying, like with um, Blair Witch. They're annoying, but they're annoying for story purposes. Um, True. I, I really like the length as well. So everybody take note. But if you do a cheap film, um, just keep it short mm. for the love of God. Because ev- everybody yeah. who does that goes on for two and a, like two hours or an hour and a half. Mm. But the hour was perfect. And it didn't leave me wanting less. Mm. Which I think can be the worst possible thing from it a film like that. Absolutely perfect. It was. It was good. Well done on your restraint, people who made this mm. film. So, what what are your guys' favourite um, jump scares? Mine personally is uh, the scene with I think, I think it's Caroline when she's you don't think you don't know she's in the room, and then you've got her silhouette in the background still walking around, and then the head just goes smashing yeah. into the screen. Just, uh, that made me go like fucking hell. <laughs> that was a, that was a good scene. <laughs> yeah, that was a pretty good one. I liked. Two, well, three. I like the legs in the loft. Mm. That was nice and creepy because they it was very subtle and they sort of talked about it afterwards. Mm. I actually really like the beginning bit where she pretended to see the Jack character and he touched her neck. Yeah, because I thought that was really creepy. Like her acting was really good, mm. and it was like a monologue. And then when the um, other girl's boyfriend falls from the ceiling. Oh, that's fucking creepy as hell. Yeah, that was quite good. <laughs> That does make you. That make you jump, doesn't it? That thing. I was like, whoa, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, just, That's the thing. Like, it, they've managed to do all that with not very good equipment, mm. and it, yeah, it just deserves a lot of respect. I think this film it, definitely well made for what they had to do. Yeah, well had to do it. It shows you that you can do a found footage well. Uh, mm. You do get that with a lot of found footage just done cheap for the sake of being cheap. You can make a, a found footage film like this work so well if you just put some effort into it. How about you, Marcus? Um, yeah, I mean, well, to double up with you two on the, the length of the film, when I saw that this film was an hour, like just under an hour, I, I was like, oh my god, thank god for that. Because <laughs> I didn't like really like the look of it. Um, that was the main reason. But actually watching it, you lot are right. It, it's perfect length. Uh, it doesn't leave you at the end of thinking, oh, that didn't really explain it properly, because uh, that was the point. You, you didn't quite know what was going to happen uh, or what did happen after that. And it, it just, you didn't really want any more. You're like, damn, that's scary. Oh, we're, we're done. Sweet. You know, just get on with it. But uh, the, um, one of the bits that uh, freaked me out was the flower scene when she chucks flower on it and I was expecting yeah. like a silhouette of something to form and nothing did and then all of a sudden you saw the footprints move yeah. towards her and I was like oh <laughs> that was creepy yeah. that was pretty clever I like that bit oh I like the filters as well you know the face filters yeah and then one just hung in the air like it was on something mm-hmm. oh, you so knew that was going to turn to her as well and it just they left it for so long and you're yeah. like when's it going to do it and then it did it you're like Ugh. I did like that bit that's good Good special effects, to be honest. Because ain't done over Zoom. Yeah. It's done very well. Very, very well. Should be more films like this. Mm. Going back to the timing, I do think that having it link up with the length of the Zoom meeting was perfect. Mm. Yeah. Because it ended, it ended just literally, and I was like, oh, the meeting's about to run out. And they even had uh, some of the uh, credits uh, in Zoom as well. Mm. Yeah. Don't know if you lot noticed that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. I, I did think all the credits were going to be in Zoom, but then it went to actual credits as well. Okay, yeah. pretty cool. I think Teddy was a bit of a. Yeah. I got the feeling like he was like actually the director of the film, but I, I didn't actually check because mm. he he seems different from everybody else. So not just because he's a guy, but he just seemed like he wouldn't be friends with these people. Yeah. Normally, so I was wondering whether he was one of the like cast and crew or the writer or something, but I haven't actually checked. Check. But that was that was the feeling I got because I got you know it just it didn't seem to fit in did it really? No, I like the um, like his death scene. His death scene was quite creepy, but it doesn't fit in with the general feeling of the rest of the movie. No, I only really liked him in it because it had that clown bit. Mm. <laughs> that clown bit, I was like, oh, this is really creepy. Where are they going with it? Mm. And then it was just him, and I was like, oh. Phew. <laughs> <laughs> See, I thought he would be more alarmed about the situation because when the uh, obviously he jumped on, 
yeah, he had no idea what was going on. And uh, the blonde girl was trying to explain it, but she was like, look, just get out. And he's like, what's going on? Uh, thinking they're just scared. Well, and then he starts seeing... Yeah, then he starts seeing shit. And <laughs> I don't know, is it just me? Or the, the one thing I find slightly unrealistic is they some... Like, who, okay, who goes through this situation and has your camera on still and you're on the call and you're facing it towards everything as you're running? I would just like probably hang up or just ditch the phone at this stage. Yeah, there was a few bits like that. Like they they moved the laptop around sometimes. It was fine, but then there was bits where they were looking at their laptops, but it wasn't filming that way. Mm. There there was a lot of bits like that where she was taking pictures of it with the Polaroid, which was another good bit, where they she they couldn't see it, but when she took a picture of it, it was just the legs dangling down. Mm-hmm. That was good. They they could have done a lot more of the Polaroid, I think. Like I was really hoping that at the end, uh, when um, it's just two of them left. Hmm. And they're trying to take pictures in the hallway to get the flash for the light. I thought they were going to be taking pictures and checking them each time. And the creature or whatever it was was going to slowly move around. And then the last picture was it going to be? It was just going to be literally dead in front of them. Yeah. And they were going to look like what the hell's going on? And then the jump scare pops out. Yeah, but that's been done before. There's never, I've, as far as I know, from the films that I've seen, there's never been a literal timer counting down to a jump scare mm. and it still be quite scary. Mm. It's literally timing it down to the second. It literally mm. is. <laughs> to answer the question, no, he's, he's just a, just basically an actor. Um, nothing else to do with it. Oh, weird. Mm. With casting. Yeah. But I suppose you needed a male character in this universe. Mm. Well, it added as well. It made more sense as to why he would then have left halfway through and come back. Mm. Yeah. There you go. There you go. So should we ask the question, guys? Yeah, let's do it. So, uh, Niall, keep up in. Um, got a feeling you're probably going to do the same, but I'm going to one bin a bullet. Yay! Actually, I'm happy with this answer. Yeah. Uh, very impressed. Very good. Mm. Yeah. How about you, Marcus? I'm going to shock you as well. Hits an unbinable. Really? But I have a reason. Oh well, yeah, because what your comments on it, I'm surprised. <laughs> yeah. For you to. Reason being is because I say I've hated the first part, but that was purely because. I just don't like that kind of stuff of sitting there waiting for the character build. Like, I know you need it, um, and you lot, right, it was made extremely well, and there wasn't really any bits that they put in there that just weren't needed. It was all structured really well, and it was genuinely scary. I was hooked, like, halfway through the film, once the jumps to this and that started coming. My heart was pounding throughout most of it, so it is a good horror film, and I feel like if I watched it again, it, I would get a very similar feeling. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna do it as I'm gonna bin it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is definitely unbinnable. I this is this is my favourite film of the year, and I I'll stick stick my name on that. That by the time I get to the end of the year, and I do my top five, this will be number one still. That's the first three way unbinnable we've ever done. Is it? No, I'll never change my answer. <laughs> this is a land. This is a landmark moment. It is. It's it's a, such a great film. Well, there's nothing else you can say about it. It's it's the perfect found footage film. It's almost like Blair Witch is the only one closest to this that I could say would be a perfect found footage film. But this is the perfect yeah. found footage film. The way it's done. It only took them 25 years on to make a decent one. Exactly. <laughs> one of the things that I think this film did do about the found footage aspect that made it uh, work so well is they really didn't explain much into the uh, the uh, like the evil entity at this stage. Yeah. They told mm. you what it was; it was a spirit, mm. but you never really saw much about it. Like the Blair Witch Project, you knew it was a witch. Like you'd seen like what it does. Like you knew about this thing. This thing you just mm. didn't, and it was the mystery that gave it such a horrific aspect. Mm. Mm. No, I agree. I agree, but. Yeah, the rarest thing in the world. A triple unbinnable. Won't say that again. Give us a moment. Probably not. <laughs> you won't say it next week because well, I know what I know what's that. coming up. <clears throat> Muppet <gasps> Christmas Carol, that was a is that an unbinnable for all of us? Should be. Mm, no. I don't think it was an unbinnable for all of us. It was no, definitely a I keep didn't. for all of us. It was a keep for all of us. Yeah, I, I kept it. I didn't I didn't do unbinnable. Then we were wrong. Maybe. I know it's opinion based, but still. <laughs> <laughs> so Next week, we are going back to an old uh, old film we used to do right at the start of the podcast. It's uh, Viewer's Choice Week. It's four of my choices, so it's certainly still my week. But I made the audience choose because I just couldn't decide. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, I let somebody else do the hard work. We had a lot of people 
um, voting as well. So we had a choice. Our four choices were uh, Trapped in Tenebrae, which is a uh, Dario Argento movie. I thought I'd throw in some classic for you guys. Uh, Korean or Japanese, possibly. Uh, Audition, a brilliant nod to the 80s with House of the Devil. And the re- oh God, I hope it's not that one. And the rebooted um, version, also with Elijah Wood, version of Maniac. I'm sorry, Niall, but the viewers have cho- uh, chosen House of the Devil, which is a brilliant film, by the way. Um, now, which one was the Korean one? And the Korean one is Audition. Oh, that's the one I didn't want. <laughs> what? I can't help it. The people have chosen. We've had enough Korean films on this podcast. <laughs> I told you before. I'm going to make sure that I get Korean cinema into you guys and you're going to enjoy it. <coughs> it's all incesty and eating animals. I'm hoping this <laughs> one won't be. <laughs> It'd be ultra-violent, but I'm, not sure, I'm sure them two, them two aspects won't be in this movie. Actually, it was uh, that one where they filmed the zombie film. One Cut of the Dead. Was Yeah, was, was that Korean or was that Japanese? Possibly Korean. I don't know. I think that was Korean. We'll just say it's right. Asian. <laughs> the safest the answer safest also most possibly an offensive answer but it's an answer I think we've already been pretty offensive to be fair well you just spoke about how this film was just it's all the same not the film the, ge- the, the fi- genre completely they're all the same <laughs> it's film even worse. it's even worse <laughs> I don't well, know it's the true. ring didn't have anything on that true I really liked One Color Dead that was filmed very nicely it was. the ring isn't Korean is it it's Japanese possibly yeah, it's Japanese. It's Asian. So, should we do the outro? <laughs> should we get this done? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Right. As always, um, thank you for listening to the podcast. I have been your host, my God. You can catch me over on the social medias at Snakebite Horror on Twitter. You can catch me on Letterboxd at Snakebite Vault. I haven't put much on there recently, but I sure go back on there and do some more. Um, you can also listen to our sister podcast, Franchise Players Podcast. We have just posted the Child Play Free episode, which is featuring the host of the Unnerving Podcast, Eddie Generous. Um, and we've also got my new podcast, uh, Bloody Good Reads. We're on episode three now. Um, we just spoke to horror author, zombie author, David Moody, who, brilliant guy. Uh, we spoke about the, the movie adaptations of his movies and um, just the, the, the sad fact that Del Toro didn't end up doing one of his books, which was all done and dusted and something went wrong in Hollywood bits. And yeah, good, it's a great story. Do listen to he it. He didn't do PT either. No, he didn't. Bastard. No. Um, yeah, and our next episode should be coming up this week as well. That is with um, Tim LeBon, who is. Um, the guy who wrote the book of the film The Silence, which is now on Netflix, and did the short story Pay the Ghost, which also is a film which stars Nicolas Cage. So um, had a nice little hey. chat about that. Oh, and um, uh, by the way, don't mm. forget to uh, catch up on mine and Marcus's new podcast. Yeah, It's called Otterly Ridiculous, <laughs> and it's mostly about Oz. <laughs> sometimes you know, sometimes uh, it's about ducks. <laughs> yeah, We could have some duck facts. What? I never explained my duck fact, um, which oh, is yeah. ducking ridiculous. They uh, basically, did you know, ducks have corkscrew-like penises? So uh, <laughs> when they go to um, do the the doo doo with the the womb, and yeah, I didn't have a rhyme for that one. Um, they can basically latch them in, and they pretty much force them. That was a really nice fact. Thanks, Marcus. Really enjoyed that one. Oh, they also have really lovely feathers. We do call him yeah. the Fact Man, so <clears throat> or Fat Man, depending on what I've eaten. Either way, either way. Also, um, there's going to be a special episode of the podcast, not actually hosted by us, not even hosted by me. Um, what? Yeah, I know. It's we're not even on I it. <laughs> I'm not sure I want to give my permission for that. Do we get a veto? Yeah, you can do, but do you really want to it's go like... and watch all the films from Fright Fest this year? Well, yeah, it's like finding out someone's been driving my car. <laughs> I don't, I don't feel right with it. No, it's a, it's a, it's a snake bite horror special um, podcast. Nothing to do with a horror cast. Um, it's a snake bite spe- horror special audio um, review of Fright Fest coming up from the guys who review for the book for the uh, for the website. They were doing their review and breakdown of Fright Fest from this year because we couldn't go and. I can't afford to review it. Well, tell them to fuck off. I'm not giving them the keys. 
They're allowed the keys. They work for the fucking company. <laughs> I swear to God, if they've adjusted my chair when I come back, I'm going to be so pissed off. <laughs> I told them, do not take the seats from the t- from what? the drawer. If you take the seats from my drawer, I'll be pissed off. Oh, I'm fucking locking the drawer. Nah, when people adjust your monitor screens, and then they oh. try and put them back so you don't notice straight away. But I you don't notice. feel right about this at all now. Fucking moving microphones around and all sorts of shit. Oh, actually, no. No, no, I thought the worst thing. You know when you get that really nice butt groove into your new chair, and then someone else makes a new groove? And yeah. you have to re-groove the groove. How many of there are there of these other people? That you weird it. fancy podcast men. Tell us. Hooligans. <laughs> <That is it. laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I've been your host, Mike Goddard. I've been driving now with like, Whitlock. <laughs> yeah, I won't be here next week, will I? No. Nah. <laughs> There'll be some other bloke here. Oh, chair, ruining my microphone height. That's all right. It's quite short already. And Marcus Wallace. <laughs> Toodle doodle. Toodle. See one. Oh, did I say okay. bye? No, uh, bye. <laughs> <laughs> I almost spat Pepsi out. Is this the intro? Yeah. I don't know. I looked at Dom Bader. What? Schlimmer on there. Saturday night. Uh, it's like, what do you mean? I've had. What? You're my baby. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Sure. Are you talking Sims? Sims. Love her. That's good impression, I've never played The Sims. What's wrong with you? Yeah, it's pretty sad, isn't it? You make me sick. weird. (laughs) I gave you an erection a minute ago, apparently. Which one is it? (laughs) What? I was not there for that bit. (laughs) You (laughs) was there. You said it. Yeah. Was I? Yeah, you looked and recorded for him. Anyway, should we start recording? (laughs) I'm going to not do that to the moth. Yeah. I think that's yeah. probably physically impossible, even for you, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Hobbits are wonderful lovers, from what I what I imagine. But you know, the fuck, it's huge. I I really like the length as well. You dirty little whores. It's all right. All right, this is gonna be good.